tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. And welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Joining me, as always, it's the giraffe killer, the man, the myth, the legend, XG, and the place to be, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? I guess it's sticking to me. Yeah, dude, you are the giraffe killer. Yeah. Thriller. Fuck. Okay, on the ones and twos is Johnny. He doesn't like to show his face because he doesn't want the government to know exactly who he is. That's exactly right. Yeah, right? Okay. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you guys are enjo enjoy the uh, Immortal Technique. Uh episode the skinwalker ranch episode those are both uh getting a lot of love uh so i appreciate your support guys uh a lot of amazing things going on tonight live in las vegas it is uh fear and adrenochroming uh, that's right fear and adrenochroming live in las vegas on fremont street at the backstage bar and billiards uh grab your tickets now sam myself xg eddie bravo uh tino sanchez and trez mala who knows who else will be going xg what's going on i'm rocking i'm rocking right now um do that. And then the following week, it is Sam Tripoli full set in La Jolla at the La Jolla Comedy Store in La Jolla, California. Brett Eckerson from the uh, Conspiracies Now show and my good friend Zane Helberg will be down there. So it will be an hour of Sam Tripoli. Come get weird. You can just go to thecomedystore.com, grab those tickets and then what else do we got we got t-shirts are available go to tinfoil hat t-shirts.com all of them are there uh once upon a time on this flat earth uh the unabomber was right and the fear and adrenochroming will be up there very quickly so that's a great way to support the show if you love patreon you love the bonus episodes i'm putting up two to three hours of podcasting uh content on there every week you can get me in your sleep, okay? I'm putting out so much stuff. You can just rock it 24-7. It is a great way to support the show. With your support, things like this, the podcast studio happens. Um, and one thing I want to talk about, guys, a lot of you guys are coming out to show you bring your ladies. I really hope you're cleaning your nuts, okay? Because there's nothing worse than doing a show full of some dank-ass nuts, okay? Right? Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, XG. Tokyo Cum Punch. Thank you. We were just talking about the importance of clean nuts. Because ladies go downtown a lot now. Mostly uh, younger chicks, the older girls. No, the older uh, women like to go them. downtown. All of them? Yeah. There are some chicks who don't like to suck dick, dog. Okay? Let's not be weird yeah, about it's that. Yeah, but it's not an age thing. Oh, it's an everything thing, right? Uh, yeah. So, so clean it up, dude. 
dude, if you know, if you got six inches, trim it down. <laughs> you got seven inches now, okay? That's how it goes, right? Clean up your nuts for the children. That's what I say. Clean it, make it look nice. All right, do it for the, you know, for your people, for the people. And Manscaped makes that po possible. That's right. Manscaped is uh, is the number one in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The, their lawnmower 2.0 has the uh, has their safe skin technology, so the trimmer doesn't nick your nick and snag your nuts. Now listen, dude, we're not supposed to do this, but XG actually does his Drake, his Mexican Drake haircut with his Manscape at home. How do you think Wait, he does that line precision in his head? It's waterproof. What that weird kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm drunk, I'm all over the place line right there. <laughs> right? Mexican Drake likes it. If it's good enough for Mexican Drake, it's good enough for you. And it's got a cleanserizer, moisturizer, I do the whole thing. Yeah, you're not supposed Manscaped. to use it on your face. That's just nasty, but you know what? Mexican Drake is fucking nasty as shit. So, uh, it's Mexican. Manscaped also has a crop preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer. <laughs> Ladies are getting in the in your groceries, guys. Fucking clean your groceries up, right, Johnny? <laughs> Johnny's been on a couple dates lately. I'm sure she's getting in your groceries, Johnny. You want to clean that up? You gotta go to manscaped.com, use the promo code <laughs> TIN FOIL HAT, and you'll get 20% off free shipping, dude. Listen, I was so furry down there, I used to have to shampoo my my beehole, but not anymore, dude. You just let it fucking hang? No, I just clean it up, man. I clean it up. It's not. It looks like Augusta, dude. It's the Masters down there. I got greens for days, dude. No, no rough, just all greens, dude. That's how we rock for the ladies. And that's our story, dude. Today's going to be a great uh, episode. Uh, I'm very excited about it. It's uh, it's something I've been wanting to do. We we tried to do an episode on cults last time, but we were lucky enough to meet our good friends at Cultish who... Uh, try to convert us to cr Christianity. Uh, that wasn't quite the, the, what we wanted to do, but it, uh, but you know we had a great talk, anyways. Um, joining us in studio, she's uh, a very funny comic, a good friend of mine. Uh, she has a uh, rap album, uh, rap a hip hop album coming out. If you call it rap, that's a sign you're old, right? If you go, oh, it's a nice rap album. It's a hip hop album, right? <laughs> it's called Hung Low. No, no? Hung Young. Hung, Hung young, young terrorist. Terrorist, please welcome Tokyo Cut Punch, everybody. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much for having me. You're on fire today. You look oh, great. You're awesome. I really wanted to bring it for you. Well, you did. Well, you brought. Consider it brought. Um, <laughs> joining us via the power of Skype, he's a returning champion. Uh, he's written many books. He's a, a crowd favorite. Every time we're going to do some uh, some shows, we always get, hey, bring him back. Bring back Jay. Well, we're glad to have him back. Uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about his new books that are coming out. Please welcome Jay Dyer, everybody. How are you, bud? Doing great, man. Thanks for coming for letting me come back. Uh, last time I was with you in studio, we had a lot of fun with, uh, what was her name, Allison Weber, I think. We yeah, were yeah. joking yeah. about Hollywood cults back then. Yeah, and it just seems like more and more like you're uh, your, your proof. Proven to be correct. More, more bro. It was like yeah, Epstein, the Vatican, Epstein, Vatican, all this stuff. Nexium coming out in the last two years is just a total vindication of everything. And uh, but still, it's just like it's like. Does anyone care what Disney's doing? I mean, it's like <laughs> Disney's like we're putting out our own Netflix. Everyone's like, yay! They're like, but they're they're like, oh, whatever. It's it's <laughs> it's Disney Plus. It's gonna be fun. I can watch superheroes all the time, right? <laughs> Right? It's just like, does anybody care? 
that at ABC, they killed this story. And welcome back. Uh, we killed this story. Uh, they killed the story. And it turns out the guy that killed the story was on uh, Epstein's plane. Exactly. Nobody cares. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to the origins of Disney. I mean, people don't know that Disney was founded by the CIA. The CIA helped him get that land. Well, it's also that, like, he is, uh, he's dark arts. I mean, like, I'm yeah. trying to get, I just sent Johnny uh, uh, a Conspiracies Now we did with a good friend of mine, Kevin Blatt, and uh, we have to edit out this. Th it's very weird. They, they rejected the video based on just this little bit of, usually they'll be like, oh, copyright, uh, you know, you're not in trouble, but we're, we, you know, you, if you make any money, it goes to this part. They didn't even do that. They're like, nope, nope, can't put up this video. And it was about, allegedly, uh, Kevin knows a man who has a tape of uh, uh, Walt Disney allegedly doing uh, shady stuff with children. So it's, uh, it's on video. You know, he, has, he said there's a video of um, JFK and RFK tag teaming Marilyn Monroe, you know, oh, back yeah. in the day. Good for them. Good for them. And, uh, <laughs> but supposedly this is out. So the origins of this whole thing is shadiness like i've always said that like you know i'm gonna be honest with you i got into comedy why because one it's the only thing i could do and two i got women thanks to comedy it's like being funny gets you chicks so it's like why are you joining why are you excuse me why are you doing children's entertainment like what do you who's because you know I, i'd like to i'd like to make stuff that i can understand some people want to make it money but I think a lot of it has to do about who who you into and like all that stuff, you know. I mean, like, I mean, we've seen with whether it's Adult Swim, Disney, all these like pedophiles just littering this 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 genre of children's entertainment. Yeah, I'm not really asking questions. I'm just. <laughs> um, so, uh, Tokyo, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Real quick, guys, uh, where can they find all you? Real quick, uh, all your uh, all your social media. Uh, you can find me at I am Hung Young H U N G Y U N G on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Um, or you can hit HungYoungTerrorist.com. Terrorist is my first real name. T E R R A R I S T. I don't think ISIS should have a monopoly on terrorism. Okay. All right. All right. And Jay, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm on YouTube. I'm just Jay Dyer, D-Y-E-R, and I'm Jay Dyer uh, on Twitter as well. And Jay's Analysis is the website. Uh, do you have any uh, personal appearances coming up anywhere where our fans could come see you? Well, I will be doing a book signing at a coffee shop here in St. Augustine. So that'll be this Saturday, November 16th uh, at Dose Coffee, D-O-S. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, look up there. Thank you, Johnny. And uh, so, where do we, where does this story begin, Tokyo? Where does it begin? Where where do you? What's your earliest memories of being a part of a, a cult? You were in a cult, right? Yeah, I was super in a cult. Um, There's a great documentary on it on Netflix called Holy Hell. Um, oh, wow. 
Did you, you see that with the speedo? The guy. In yeah, the absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's what a, a wild that was that's a, a wild scene. Yeah. What a fucking hottie, right? I mean, we were, <laughs> we were all in love with that boy. Uh, he was actually in Rosemary's Baby. He's the extra that you like. The the camera lingers on for a moment. Little boy from Venezuela, hottie, uh, nice package. Never saw it in person, <laughs> but you know he's always wearing speedos, so we could kind of tell. Why didn't you see it in person? Uh, because I wasn't a man, and you know he was like he was gay uh, undercover. Uh, but you know what? Like I had an asshole just like all those guys. So I don't. I Thank don't, you for your honesty. That was why I was really most upset. Was like, why? What? Why? What was wrong with my asshole? <laughs> well, it wasn't connected <laughs> to balls. That's the problem. Yeah, um, so. But you could believe in yourself. <laughs> so how did you come to? Me, get into this cult where, where does it start so my older sister um my older half sister uh she was 14 years older than me at the time she was 20 and i was like six years old when she was pulled into the cult same mom different dad her by her best friend sophia that gorgeous girl with the black hair in the uh, in the thing that dances and now she's she's off in india with the guru um but so she was sort of grooming me for it. I was initiated when I was like 14 over the phone. I was like told to go to Paramahansa Yogananda's like shrine, which is pretty cool. Uh, I was meditating to Enya when I was 10. Um, right around the same time I was taking videos of my sister and zooming in and out on her nipple, which my mom wasn't fond of. Uh, she was a stripper. Um, so your mother was a stripper? Oh, my big sister was. Your, your big sister? How many sisters do you have? I have two, one older, one younger. And were the they middle. both involved in this cult? Uh, no, uh, I did not bring my little sister into it. Um, I kind of wanted something for you know myself. I felt a little bit protective, and also we weren't supposed to tell anybody about it, so we, we didn't tell my parents about it. And then uh, they started in L.A., uh, but then you know, cult awareness found out, and they kind of dispersed and re recoagulated in Austin. Um, and then, of course, after this documentary came out, the police were after him, and he went. He's now he's in Oahu, where you know sometimes I think about giving up on life and going back there because you know what, being brainwashed is fucking great. Well, you don't have to it. think. You don't have to think. Uh, exactly. Do you know anything about this cult, Jay? Have you heard anything about this particular? Cult? Yeah, I'm familiar with this documentary, and and it kind of blew me away. I think that we see right away a lot of the patterns that you'll find in a lot of other cults, and. The last couple of years, my research into cults has really surprised me about how scientific it is. And a lot of these cults are connected to intelligence agencies. I'm not saying that one necessarily was, but a lot of them are. And we've seen this with the Nexium and this kind of stuff. We've seen it with other cults in the past. Um, if you're familiar with like the Father Yod cult or what came out about the Osho. Did you watch the Osho documentary, Wild uh, Wild Country? Oh, oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. So there was intelligence involved with that? Well, there's two people that seem to have a pretty key node in that control structure that most likely were. I mean, it could have just been black market stuff with people running drugs and weapons. I mean, they were doing that. But uh, you've got these Wall Street lawyers who have these really key positions in the Osho cult, which I think is suspicious. So I don't have I don't have direct proof of that, but yeah. I think that there's a lot of suspicious. And then that it was the largest, uh, you know, surveillance. Uh, operation in the U.S., an illegal surveillance blackmail thing in the U.S. and in U.S. history, actually. So a lot of these techniques of the cults are actually borrowed from the techniques of old-time intelligence operations. And they'll scientifically, with precision, do it. There was a whole theory that the uh, Jim, the, the Jones cult, uh, Jonestown, yes. down in uh, Latin America, was very much almost uh, an experiment 
it done by intelligence agencies. Uh, right. And obviously, it was done to, uh, you know, it was, in my opinion, was part of that Marilyn Manson cult movement that was used to, uh, you know, um, de- discredit the hippie movement to scare people yeah. from hippies. They thought, all oh, your kids, your daughter could, in fact, join a cult, and then they're going to be taken away, and you won't be able to talk to them. And, you know, and then with all the murders, and then the mass suicides, and then the killing of a uh, 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 U.S. politician down there purposefully... Uh, as the CIA agent is in the picture, then slowly walks away, and then the gunmen come and shoot him down. All of this is done uh, yeah. uh, to be propaganda, pro- uses propaganda, and to uh, basically scare people. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, I, I've read what you're talking about, about the Jim Jones cult. I think that it was a CIA at least test. Like they wanted to see what would happen when we put people in these confined environments. We don't we, we do all these different kinds of deprivation, drugs. So there's a there's a pattern to all these things. <clears throat> I think that with uh, a lot of these cults, there can also be FBI involvement as well. I think uh, you can look at the finders that just came out. Uh, we were talking about the finders for the last three years in a lot of interviews that I did. And that comes out. Oh, here we go. Another sex cult trafficking all vindicated all the way down to the the ritual abuse like that was something that the mainstream media said was total lies total nonsense but here it is in the midst of these declassified documents oh yeah there are tunnels underneath and oh it just happens to be ritual abuse all vindicated but the mainstream media played their key role just like in all these other instances like you talked about earlier with killing these stories y'all yeah, I mean we're we're seeing with uh, Epstein right now. ABC destroyed the uh, shot down the video. I mean of the story that basically bro- would have broken everything down with connections to Clinton during the 2016 uh, election, and the guy who killed it later on was found to have been on the f- <clears throat> on many flights going to Epstein Island. You know, we were having a big conversation last night about. You know, Chelsea Handler's been on those flights. We see CH on there. She had dinner with Epstein multiple times after his conviction. You know, 18 months after she's seen in New York having dinner with him multiple times. And, uh, you know, it's just like, and here we are. She's part of this movement to, uh, you know, uh you know, fan the flames of racism, political correctness, men are the worst, me too, all these psyops that are used to get us all um, to fight with each other. She's hands on it. I mean, dude, she has one of the few shows ever pulled off of Netflix because I feel like they knew a little bit more was going on. And uh, Chelsea, if you have a problem with it, I'm your Huckleberry. Come get me. You know it and I know it. We all we all know it's true as you sit there and do your virtual signaling. And it's let me tell you, you know, knives are out, sunshine. Knives are out. How you treat people. I know, Chelsea, uh, what you did on your show uh, with Lonnie Love and the pictures of gorillas. I know all that stuff. All the pictures of uh, dressing your midget buddy up as a Nazi. All the crazy stuff you did with having the Asian staff walk around in uh, Komodos. Why the white writers did funny kung fu flick Asian things. We all know all that. We all know that. And I got in a discussion with some people about political correctness being a, a weapon. But it, going back to the cult stuff, this is all stuff to get us not to pay attention to what's really going on, right? Which is 
satanic pedophilia at the highest levels. And it's just about power and, and just abuse. And we'll get into what you, what you went through. I mean, I'm sorry you didn't get to hit it with the uh, with the cult leader, because I'm sure there's some gay cult leaders out there. I mean, if you listen to the girls from Epstein Islands, and this is another thing that's kind of being controlled, right? Is that, um, you know, they always talk about Epstein with like teenage girls, right? And we we all like listen, man. There's an age 18. Uh, but, you know, it's like 16, there's some place where it's 16. Now, I'm not saying hooking up with 16, 17-year-olds are right, but you can paint it as like, dude, they're teenage girls, they're, you know, they have hormones, blah, 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 blah. But what they're not talking about is how these girls, these, these, these uh, sex traffic girls talked about how Clinton really did want to fool around with them. That he wanted to fool around with the boys. Where is that discussion that there were boys on this island and nobody's talking about that at all? Because this becomes like, is Bill Clinton, I personally think Bill Clinton is the Andy Dick of the White House, right? <laughs> he just wants to hit holes and ask questions later. <laughs> but How dare no, you? Yeah. How dare you? And like, How dude, dare you, Sam? <laughs> him him, and, and Hillary are just basically, uh, you know... Um, What's his face? The Fresh Prince, Will Smith, and Jada Pickett. They're, they're, they're both gay, and they're in a relationship together so that nobody questions that stuff. And we see it over and over and over again. So your sister joins a cult first. Yes, she kind of got pulled into it because our mom was uh, uh, a lot of people in the cult. They don't have great relationships with their parents parents they have sort of abusive relationships so they so they get you know this guy was our sort of father figure he was like both parents in one and that's something they do talk about and did the, he know your parents uh no uh well my mom is a personal injury attorney and so they for sure did not want my parents to know anything about this thing so i was like i i couldn't say anything like i literally I literally went to Texas being from LA and everybody in my high school was like, why the fuck are you going to Texas? Are you in Texas? I don't know where you are, but ja anyway, Jason, uh, How old were you when I'm in Florida. Oh, okay. Uh, you have a, you have a Southern accent. So that's why, uh, but, uh, anyway, yeah, I just, everybody, you know, you can imagine being in LA and they're like, why the fuck are you going to Texas? And you grew up out here. I grew up out here. Dude, I gotta be, be like growing up in LA as a child ha has to be, the most insane shit ever. It was fucking crazy. I mean, like, I grew up in upstate New York. We had nothing to do. We drank wine coolers in the forest <laughs> and hope we didn't get eaten by animals. That's the most excitement we had. Like, in L.A., it's like there's a million events going on. And on top of that, there's some super creepers. And not that upstate New York doesn't have super creepers because we had our own sex cult. But I just feel like... This is like a port for like danger, especially being a young girl. It's homeless yeah. people everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's it's homeless people. But it's dangerous. You, walking down the street, I get creeped out. I can't imagine being a girl walking down the street to go get chips or something. Well, I was really sheltered. I mean, I grew up in an upper middle class uh, house, so I wasn't really like exposed to all that stuff. But I will say like just the mirage of Los Angeles where like it's, you know, the epicenter of, of television and this and that. So that was kind of strange i think um but i i was really sheltered i mean i feel like i'm just now assimilating back into society so i mean i don't know so where does so you're a teenager out here your sister's stripping right does your mom know your sister's stripping uh she told her uh 
but uh, she, she she hasn't done that for a very long time. Right. We're not uh, judging. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. we've all done shady stuff when we were kids. I mean, who who's the judge? Yeah. Um, but yeah, my mom knew about that. Um, yeah, uh, but my mom didn't really know about the cult. I actually left a year early before before it found before everybody came out that you know this was happening. I just got bored because I had been in it for like eight years. I had been in it through hold, hold college. On. What year did? How old were you when you joined the cult? Um, I was like fourteen when I was initiated. Over and the your phone. sister's already in the cult. She's already in the cult. And she's recruiting you in. Recruiting me, yeah. I. I, I I mean, I was dying. I was dying to be in the. I was dying to be in it. Why? What? What? What was about the cult that you were just so dying to be a part of a cult? Okay, so this is how fucking dumb I was. I, you know, most kids they believe in Santa Claus up until a certain age. I literally thought I was going to transcend this reality. I thought if I meditated hard enough, I was going to get that fucking magical Krishna power. And straight At up, fourteen, you thought that? Well, I read. Uh, you know, I read autobiography of a yogi. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a, quite a few stories in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, uh, you know, later I did acid and I fucking understood certain things. You know what I'm saying? But, right. like, but yeah, as a, as a child, I really wanted to be in another place. So, you know, I'd meditate and I'd connect to my third eye and, you know, I'd feel like what we call Shakti. Okay. And it would get, I would get fucking high. I didn't even try weed until I was like 25. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but I, I mean, yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I was really thinking that I could, I gave up everything. I didn't even think like anything was necessary. I didn't think a career was necessary. I literally, I studied classical guitar. I mean, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. At 14 though, like who's, I, I just like, I, I don't think anyone's thinking about a career. Well, I mean, I look up to these people that don't decide not to go to college and pursue their career. Yeah. I feel like, wow, they really know how important it is to be young and go after what, you know, what you want to do when you right. figure it out. I thought none of this shit mattered. I was, I was, I was getting straight A's as if shit mattered. You know what I'm saying? But you had a weird relationship with your your parents. Was your dad around? My dad, oh, I love my dad so much. My dad and I are very, very close. Uh, but you know, I I didn't tell them about any any of this stuff. Like my dad even feels guilty to this day about it. And it's like I didn't tell you this. Like you know, how are you to know? There is a there's a story about a uh, you know about this young girl who's being uh, sex trafficked. But she would like get picked up by her captors from her house, go, mm -hmm. get turned out, then come back and go home. And someone outside would think like, dude, that's why wouldn't you say anything? But you couldn't say anything or you just didn't want to say anything or you were afraid to say something. Well, I was afraid because I wanted to do it. And I, and I thought if they knew about it, then I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to you do it. You wanted to be in the cult. I wanted to be in it. Like by the end, I was very bored. It was a lot of older women that had not really gotten what they wanted in life. And so like that was their sort of plan B. It wasn't like, it. you know, when I first joined, it was like a lot of like young, gorgeous people, which was very exciting for me. It was like we were in our own movie. And yeah. It was like I was so in awe of like all the beauty Physical and, and, and spiritual, you know. Uh, by the end, I felt like it was like a lot of slow-moving targets, to be honest. And Austin. How, how old, how long were you in the cult for? I was in it for eight years. I was out when I was 23, and I had, and I had taken a year off of college uh, to work at an ad agency and decided I fucking hated that. Um, so I was in it for long enough to get bored out of my mind, and then a year after I left is when everybody started talking about, okay, he's fucking these male disciples like clockwork. I mean, and, and later I found out, you know, during the cleansings where you'd, you know, pay $50 to go and talk to the master and you'd close your eyes, like that he was like watching VHS porn tapes while you were sitting there like 
getting your cleansing. You know what I mean? It's so weird. Because dude. I remember hearing like like tapes in and out of the VHS, and like later, you know, when it came out on the cult, I was like, oh, was he fucking watching porn? That's crazy. Oh my god! And back then it was crazy because it was like this giant like encyclopedia size <laughs> porno, and it'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> And then you have to, and then it. it would start. It was like it was the least. Like, dude, there's nothing about porn back then that was hidden. Everything you did, it was like meant to be loud so everybody knew. Especially when you went down to like the, we would have like uh, uh, um, uh, you know, one of my friends had a VH1. He sold, he rented movies, but there was a porno section, and they had the giant swinging. You know, Curtain. saloon yeah, doors yeah. that would swing as loud as you could and then swing back. And then you would have to come out with like basically an encyclopedia Britannica size movie to rent. So everybody knew that you were you, know, you were getting like Black Jugs volume two. Right. So, Jay, when you when you've studied this, you've been studying some of um, some the Black Jugs or studying uh, Black Jugs. Do you um did you find that there's a certain type of person that tends to join a cult? Was there any research in that? Like who's vulnerable to this? Because there is a, it's almost like when you go when you go to Vegas, they have the hypnotist. Like not everybody gets hypnotized. I, I try so hard. It's like yeah. I uh, not falling for this bullshit. And then the other person's like, oh, my God, I'm a dog. And you're like, <laughs> you just really want to be a part of something. Yeah, no, the, the, I think she's already kind of touched on a few points that would be standard patterns in people that are susceptible to that. And that would be like bad home life lacking that kind of community. And even if you did have a good home life, you still might be like in a rebellious teenage period. But you don't have anything outside of your family maybe that's – that's giving you a sense of community. So that's one of the, 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 well, those are two key, you know, human emotional manipulation points that cults prey on. And if you go back to classic examples like Manson, you know, he would pick up <clears throat> girls that were just kind of street girls um, and bring them in because they lacked a father figure. So he filled that role. And I think that that's, that's definitely one of the key components. And then some of the other things that have been mentioned would be the manipulation of other basic human desires like sexuality or food. So you want to control people through their base desires. And this really, this really goes back to ancient societies. Like Plato figured out that you could control society through people's diets and through mass media type. I mean, there wasn't mass media yet, but he's basically hinting at that same idea with the allegory of the cave. And so cults are just basically studying human nature and human psychology and the weak points. It is very interesting, the desire to be a part of something as well. Um, you know, when you walk down, anything, any building that goes for sale on Hollywood Boulevard instantly gets bought by, the Scient by Scientology. Oh, wow. They own more property in L.A. than I think almost anybody. And in particular, Hollywood Boulevard. And when you walk past, you know, I do a joke about, you know, the people who join Nexium, because uh, you know to make it in Hollywood, you have to join a group, and it's either gay mafia, right? <laughs> AA's one people in AA make it all the time. Um, Jewish, all right. 
Um, and then there's there's Scientology is another one, and then there's uh, sex cults. And I go, if you're in all them, your name is Tom Cruise. Okay, so but <laughs> people join those in hopes of connecting with some stuff. So, but when you walk by people in Scientology, the first thing you'll notice is like there's nothing that stands out about them. Now, I'm not trying to be disrespectful; they're not attractive or anything like, that, but like they could easily blend into a crowd real quick. Like if you if you were chasing them and a giant crowd came, you couldn't find because there's nothing about them that stands out. They're very I don't want I don't want to be like plain, you yeah. know? And like so there's probably this desire to f join something to feel special. And you and you promise these people, you promise these people, you promise these people, and then you get them emotionally you know, so emotionally hooked, and then you start calling the shots because they don't want to lose that connection. Yeah, I mean, this guy would not let people fly on planes, you know, depending on how he was feeling, and he would be like, oh, that, you know, that's going to crash. Or, like, some girl, like, didn't end up getting this, par this part in Dead Poet Society, but the girl that got it, like, ended up getting stalked and killed, and he was like, see, I told you, you were meant to be here with me. Otherwise, you would have been killed. Really? You remember that hot girl in the sweater with the short blonde hair in Dead Poet Society? Hold on. The, <laughs> she, that, that's not the woman that the guy went to her door and, sh and shot her, right? Uh, she got she got stalked and killed. I, I don't know how she got killed, but um, but somebody like became obsessed with her. But I can see why she's fucking stunning. But but yeah, there was the the girl that was in the cult that was pretty much right up for that part. But he would do a lot of things like that. You know, if you if you watch the documentary, you see stuff like that. Um, but it, God, it was so fun. We went swimming. We danced. You know, we yeah. I do that at summer school too. <laughs> I don't I don't join a cult. Um, <laughs> So at what point, <laughs> at what point do you join? What what's your first initiation into the call? Because can't be like, hey, come hang out. There's ping pong over there. We got hot pockets over here. Grab a hot pocket if, if you mm -hmm. want it. Mm -hmm. And then you know we all just sit around and we watch it. We listen to our uh, sensei jerk off while here's our spiritual problems. Yeah, we did watch movies actually all together. We'd watch like the Oscar Wilde movies and like we'd always get like pause at 45 minutes in and then like the master would come up and like he'd always have like this throne everybody brought his chair with him everywhere it was like a big chair and he'd like sit there and, and share about what we had just seen um was this cult in l this was in austin this yeah it started in la but then it moved to austin now he's in hawaii he's got probably like another 150 disciples what yeah god damn how does the cult make money um I think there were. I think it had supporters. There were always different things, you know, classes, cleansings. Uh, people support him. You know, people people made food. The food was great. I mean, that was a seven eight year period. I didn't eat any wheat, sugar, flour, dairy, no red meat. Um, but you know, we learned we learned a lot about you know spelts. We learned about spelt flour and you know uh, stevia. Blah blah blah. Uh, Did your sister go? Hey, I'm going to this cool party. Like. She recruited you in? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember exactly the uh, how it came to be, but I just know I was dying to be a disciple by the time, you know. And then, you know, they, he was telling me to go to uh, Lake Shrine, so I went to Lake Shrine. By the way, some of these ladies at Lake Shrine, oh, my God, like, you'd be in there just singing some harmonies, and they're like, uh, excuse me, you're distracting me. It's like, bitch, I'm singing fucking harmony. <laughs> like Krishna song, you fucking dick. You know what it sounds like to me? It's like you hear this a lot about, gangs like mm -hmm. kids see their brothers in the gang 
And they're like, I just really want to be in the gang. Oh, yeah. So your sister is in the, the cult. Now, did you, is it a sex cult? I, I think all cult, cults are sex cults. I think they're just basically about getting the dicks down, get a dick down. So, I mean, is it, did you know you were entering a cult? Absolutely not. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, but by the way, uh, I mean, <laughs> just picture me like 14 years old. You know, these guys that you see in the documentary now, this is 25 years later. 25 years ago, they were fucking hot as fuck. Yeah. I mean, so it's like it's like a little girl, you know, it's not just it's not just like, okay, you're going to you're not only going to transcend this reality and be able to like walk through this table, but you're also going to get to be around like all these fucking hot dudes. Yeah. Like sign <laughs> sign me up, dude. Okay, like please so take that's... advantage of me. You know what I'm saying? But but they didn't. <laughs> It's like, interesting. Go on, Jay. Yeah, that, that was just, it reminded me of the Osho documentary because there's a section where he's talking about that and, and I'll paraphrase, but he says it's something like, all your wishes are belong to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's how it works in that. Sam, you're totally right. Like anytime it's a cult, it's a sex cult. It's, all, it's And you think it's going to be like all the bitches you want and then you, it turns out, oh no, all your bitches are actually belong to <laughs> the cult yeah, leader. I he gets your bitches. I think it's a Neil Brennan tweet, but he's like, at some point in the call, someone goes, and now I'm going to fuck your wife. So you're like, but <laughs> it's what the fuck master wants right yeah um so you were 14 but are you telling me that nothing happened to you when you no, were doing for this sure, for sure shit happened um were you sex trafficked do you I, I currently sex traffic myself that's that's okay. on me okay where's your website um, um go you can find me at uh hookers.com <laughs> i tell people uh no, uh, you can find me on Seeking Arrangement. <laughs> I'm not really active on there, but I did. I did meet my most longtime client um, <laughs> on Sugar Models, y'all. I'm a sugar model. I didn't know if you know this, but yeah, that is a rich girl uh, prostitution, yep. basically in yeah. a weird way. It's like you know, streetwalkers get arrested, uh, sugar daters get billboards. That's how it goes. Uh, yeah, I almost, I almost. Uh, I almost was the face of seeking arrangement, but my best friend was like, don't do that. And, you know, I don't talk to her anymore. I really should have done that. She ruined your, she cock blocked your career. Yeah, but here's the, the thing I want to, I want to ask you. Um, <laughs> so nothing happened from these. No, they did. They did because, well, we were told not to have sex, but like the second in command who is somebody that. And you were a kid. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was, okay, so look, I was really active as a kid uh, sexually, so like, I, I was fucking kids across the street and my neighbors <laughs> when I was like five. Well, dude, I wa you, you, you lost your virginity at five years old. I mean, I don't consider it losing your virginity if you're like looking down and asking the boy if it's in and you're that small. Like, you okay. know what I'm saying? Well, I, I, I was sexually active. The two girls down the street, the Gleason sisters, were, were sexual <laughs> predators and I was their victim. <laughs> And nobody ever wants to do a parade for me. But the point is this, is that, like, that's not uncommon. The point is that's not uncommon. It's, yeah. But... Well well, my grandpa was like an invalid that was living with us, and 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 he was watching porn. So I was very exposed to a lot of crazy Hold shit that I shouldn't have. So at a very young age, your grandpa couldn't move, and he was just grabbing the yeah. VHS tape. Well, I don't think I think it was a channel. I think it was like a, a porn channel. So like I'd peep through the door, and it would be like, oh shit. Yeah. What? Wow. And and so you know, and then I was fucking girls up to like age thirteen, and I was the only one that was coming because I'd like rub on top of them, and then. 
Uh, and I could come with a sock. Okay. That's a long story. Well, <laughs> we, God giveth, God taketh. He gives us all very special uh, <laughs> yeah. talents. And that is your talent. But then I lost my virginity virginity at 19 um, to the second in command, who looking back again is a guy that I wish I would have charged for my time. Okay. Because he's huh. just... He just wasn't, he just, I feel like he manipulated me. He was 43, I was 19. You know of what I'm course. Saying? You know what I'm saying? So, That's so, why there's laws against that. That's why so we that's like emotionally, we're saying, hey, you can't have sex with these people this time. Well, she was 19. We, what? She was 19. Yeah, yeah but, but, but the point dog. is, the point is when you go lower than that, Oh, yeah, you're yeah. you're you're really just messing with clay at that point. They haven't been shaped and molded into who they are. Yeah. They haven't gone through a million different like relationships where they like, oh, this is what guys say to me when they're full of shit, and I know <laughs> uh, this isn't gonna happen. You know, I can't do this because it's gonna lead to him just hitting it and quitting it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's almost like why Hollywood markets movies to children. Or why religions market their philosophies to children because they're you can make an impression on them. As you get older, you know what your what your tastes are. So it's like when I see a dog shit movie trailer, I know oh I'm not going to drop twenty dollars on that movie because it's going to suck. But you know, a kid doesn't know that yet, so he's going to see every movie, and that's kind of what happens when you're a kid sexually, like. You don't realize what manipulation's going on. Yeah. Who's putting, who's saying things that you want to hear that later on you realize, okay, you're saying that, I like that, but I got to see if you follow up with this, this, and this. Yeah, I was definitely, I, I think I gave my cousin my first blowjob when I was like seven and he was 11. Okay. I tried to get my uncle to touch me, but he wouldn't. Like, I was like, you lay down, I'll lay down. It sounds like you have a little bit of, uh, I, I don't know what I want. I don't know. If it's uh, I I I don't uh, listen. He wouldn't touch me. Okay. Well, you know, maybe he's a good guy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Sounds like a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. That that's not. And uh, listen, I got things about to happen in my life. I'll I'll talk about it on another show. But uh, you know, I'm gonna punch my brother right when I see him, just so he doesn't get fucking any ideas. But the point <laughs> is, uh, the point is that um, that. You were impressionable. You, you, you know, you pro listen, dude, when you're there's a, women, girls mature quicker than guys. It's just a fact. That's why, like, up until a certain age, women can compete against men or girls can compete against boys in uh, sports. And then at some point, it just completely turns the other way. So, you know, the, the Gleason sisters aren't bad people. They were just predators. <laughs> <laughs> at like five or six and you know i'm in our like dude i i i was i said before i i was eating butt in first grade that's wow. just who i am did they tag team you no well yeah i mean like not the same time obviously but we all just fool around but they fool around with everybody but going back to the cults this isn't like sam's like greatest <laughs> hits here but um <laughs> So you were impressionable. Did your sister know you were impressionable? Did your sister know that you were sexually like uh, advanced for your age? Not really. I mean, <laughs> we were both brainwashed. I mean, to this day, I, I tell her about, you know, giving my cousin a blowjob. And she's like, but you liked him. I'm like... <laughs> What? So you so now you look back on that, and obviously it's it's your relationship yeah. with a, a relative. It's society. Uh, we don't deem that to be uh, a, a relationship that you want to do. But 
Uh, do you look back? You obviously don't look back at that as a positive thing, right? Oh, you're yeah. like, oh, I had, a, I was just getting weird. Or you're like, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, I really wish that I had a fucking normal childhood, whatever the fuck that means. No, I there wish, is no normal childhood. Yeah, I mean, I wish, I wish I had assimilated like a, like a, you know, I just wish I had almost sometimes I wish I'd stuck on the straight and narrow. But, you know, what's most hurtful is that this, this cousin of mine who I did give my first blowjob to, uh, doesn't talk to me anymore. Well, he's probably, he could be traumatized from it. Yeah, the last conversation he had with me, he was like, would you do that again? And I was like... Okay, that's a weird moment. And I was like, I don't know. And that was it. <laughs> okay. And that was it. And But you know what? He's, but he follows my little sister on Instagram, and it's so hurtful. It's just like, dude, I gave you a, a blowjob at 11 years old, and I can't even get a fucking follow? It's upsetting. Uh, Jay, analysis. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's analysis is more like Jay's anal analysis, but uh, um. so so the first I have a question. So um, one of the things that when we're talking about the intelligence stuff that comes to mind here, that's a pattern in a lot of this stuff is confession, right? So the Vatican is the world's oldest existing intelligence agency, right? And one of the ways that they were really successful in that was the confession. Like, so if you confess to the priest. You got really rich, powerful, noble elites throughout Europe confessing. Oh, now suddenly everybody knows like the sins of who's sleeping with who and who's doing what, right? And then a lot of cults adopted that practice. Sam mentioned Scientology. You have to do that in Scientology to get your feet and whatever cleared out, right? You got to confess. You can do all this confession stuff. And so it's a way to get information and blackmail people. I'm just curious. Did you have to confess to the master was there like secrets of like oh we're gonna store your sins in a list over here how did that work yeah we had uh what were called cleansings um but but you know certain people's lasted longer i think people who knew more who were more angry at him but because i knew fucking nothing mine would take real short uh you know mine would be like five minutes and i would take pride in like being like uh you know somebody that he didn't really have to spend too much time with i would like i would like take pride in you know uh, I'm easy, you know, I'm in and out and I got this. Um, so, you know, yeah, we would just go back to like my mother and he'd be like, count down the steps, you know, but you would tell him like what you were going through, of course. And, uh, you know, he, I guess he'd be watching porn and you'd be, you know, like, I would, he'd be like, you know, tell your mom, fuck you, you're five years old. And then, you know, five minutes later, you're like, ah, you know, freshly brainwashed and feeling good. Like, uh, it was, it was, it was great. You know, it was great. He's, he, he was an acting teacher, um, and he used hypnosis techniques so it really it yeah it it was kind of it was, he was an good. acting teacher yeah he was an acting teacher. so he was a he i'm not gonna be disrespectful but he probably didn't reach his goals acting let's just say it like that <laughs> yes and uh why am i he's a he's a fucking cult leader so he's a failed actor <laughs> right and he's moved though there's a saying those who can't teach okay yeah um and was he trying to use the cult and its power to get powerful people involved in the cult? Was there? Did you? Did he ever have parties where famous people were there or trying to drag? Because that's that's a huge part of Scientology, one hundred percent. That they uh they actually, you know, the they have a whole like they basically have a facade of that's all about help. And again, like Jay said, he gets you certain pace. You tell him all your sins, and then they basically blackmail you if you try to leave. You know, a great example of that is the uh, old pride fighting in Japan, the MMA that was kind of before the UFC or competed with the UFC. They would drug test you, and they would never tell you if you failed. 
But if you tried to leave, they would be like, you failed this drug test, this drug test, this drug test. And if you leave, we're going to let everybody in the United States know you're a doper and you're a juicer and you're going to have two strikes against you. Damn. Yeah, uh, that's what they used wow. to do. All I didn't know that. They were Yakuza, wow. dog. They were, uh, you know, Japanese, nope, mafia. Japanese mafia. And they would Shit. do that to you. So did you ever see, were there any high-end parties you were involved with? Or did they keep you at an arm's length because you were young until you were 18 years old? I, I was I was not in the inner inner circle, but I was definitely closer than a lot of the people. I would say I was like, you know, maybe in the top... <sighs> 20, 30 people, I You guess. never hung out the final level boss. Is that what you're saying? If this was a video game, you never made, you were never at the highest level boss. Well, I would consider the highest level the people that got to live with him, which was like, you know, four or five people that were in the same house with him. Um, but, you know, I, I got to go to the dance classes, which was, you know, a big deal because that was just a few of us. And, you know, I'd get to go swimming with them, which was like, you know, 12 of us at Barton Springs or whatever. Um, so that was like a special time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I would say, I think he hung out with like Roman Polanski for like a hot second. Uh, and I think he had, he had a few really fucking rich people around him, but I don't think they were famous, but you know, they were people, they were rich. Um, and I, I think there may have been stories, but the thing is, I, I mean, to this day, I still don't know a lot of things that most people know because I was in this cult. So I just didn't grow up knowing a lot of like actor names and shit right. that I should have known. Right. But right. yeah, I mean, right. uh, you know, Rosemary's Baby, I think, was his was his big, you know, biggest thing, you know. I mean the biggest thing he was in? Yeah, but he was an as extra. As a baby? He was an extra. No, he he's a hot piece in this thing. He's just he the camera like lingers on him for a couple of seconds. It's 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 when the bathroom door closes. Just for you know, and that's his claim to fame. Yeah, you you'll see it if you watch Holy Hell. Um, so interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Very sun kissed. <clears throat> nice, nice body hair. Nice chest. Nice pecs. Nice, you know, nice thighs. She brings up a lot of stuff about like who, um, like just basically the breakdown of who he is. Jay, did you, who who tends to be cult leaders? Like. Do, we mentioned that they tend to have like uh, intelligence connections. Like, there's a lot of stuff about Charles Manson. We did an episode on Charles Manson recently, where Charles Manson was like in a detox center right before, or some kind of holding center right before all this shit went down. Uh, you know, if we study false flags at all, you know, I mean, the more and more I study 9/11, the more and more I think the story of the 19 hijackers is just. Uh, a story to put out that they just had these guys go around so they could back up and corroborate the story. The narrative. Later. Yeah, the narrative. Um, is there is there characteristics of a cult leader that you've discovered that they kind of have where it's either they're like, they want to be an alpha, but they're a beta and they fail a lot and they're easily manipulated, troubled youth, like with serial killers. Like, you know, when I was, there was a time when I was growing up that if you dressed your son like a girl, okay, that meant he was going to be a serial killer. All right. That's what, a, that's what I, you know, it's like, oh dude, she's dressing her kid as a, a girl. That guy's going to murder everybody lately. Now it's like, everybody's doing it. And we're just going to either we're changing society or in about 15 years, there's going to be a murder <laughs> spree going on. No, I think you're right. You already kind of touched on that when you mentioned the characteristics of a failed actor. That's somebody who's Maybe a bit narcissistic from the outset, uh, and then they fail at that endeavor, 
and probably a lot of beta gamma male stuff going on where they can't get laid, they can't get what they're after. So they find a way to be manipulative, to put themselves in a role. And maybe they, maybe they're okay at acting and, and maybe then they could be a decent cult leader. But yeah, narcissistic, uh, personality disorder is definitely a big trait there. Um, that that's a key sign and pretty much every cult leader has had that problem. And also in the life of the cult leader, there's typically signs of abuse as well. I inter interviewed a guy who was a, a cult researcher guy on Jim Jones about four years ago. And he pointed out that Jim Jones had gone through abuse. Uh, he had some really weird stuff going on in his background when he was a kid. And then by the time he got older, he actually also had these kind of weird, suspicious FBI connections. I don't know that there's a, a full on, you know, it's not like he necessarily was mind controlled to be a cult leader. But maybe I think what they do sometimes is they'll let these cults kind of do their thing and they'll watch it. They'll do, they'll do a study on it. Or maybe they're absolutely handling the guy and it's a, it's a total mind control thing. But most of these cults, like I said, they have all the same characteristics. And I was just going to ask you guys if you've seen the two other really good cult documentaries that remind me of what she's talking about. And her experience was the uh, the Source Family Cult because the that guy, Father Yod, if you've not seen that documentary, it's really good. Like he has all the same characteristics. He has all the weird like black market connections. And then he gets into ritual magic and it suddenly becomes this really dark sex cult. And then uh, Moses Berg and the Children of God cult. It has oh, yeah. All these exact same markers. Well, I mean, we've seen that. I mean, just, I mean, the Clintons are associated with so many of these cults now, too. I mean, the John of God cult, which is like super duper dark. And then this Nexium thing, which is crazy, which is like, you know, the best way to describe a, uh, a cult leader to me is like they have the vibe of a male feminist. Have you ever met a male <laughs> yeah. feminist before? Like they're never on the up and up. They're angling at something and they just know they can't compete for chicks straight up with alphas. So their whole angle is like. I'm going to do this fake ass supportive thing. And then in the hopes of later on backdooring the back door, do you know what I'm saying? You see it happen all the time. Uh, I mean, when we look at like what happened with the me too movement uh, outside of Weinstein, but a lot of these lower level people got busted very, I mean, it's like right before Louis, listen, and, and Louis CK is its own thing. I, I am not, I, I think he's one paid way beyond a price that he should have. And uh, two, I don't think he's in the same realm as these guys. Even uh, Aziz Ansari, who I just think oh. is a garbage comic. He didn't and, do anything, though. And a garbage per. Yeah, he, he got set up. The reason nobody stuck up for him is because he's a garbage person. And they took away his Netflix his Netflix little series. They well, had, he shouldn't have had it in the first place. So anyways, <laughs> we're moving right along. The point is, is that, you know, these guys, I mean, all these people that it's coming out about... Um, that maybe even didn't do that much, but what you saw them doing before this was a lot of virtual signaling, a lot of like, you know, Louis C.K. put out a tweet about how his daughter's a feminist and he couldn't be happier. And it's just like, that stuff, dude, it's like, I've just met so many people that virtue single on all these fucking Twitters and shit, and they're just scumbags. Like that James, what's the fat guy, the second talk show on uh, after Colbert, who's a scumbag? James Gordon. James Gordon. Dude, that guy, there's no way that guy doesn't cry himself to sleep at night, fucking scream and shout at everybody. Anybody that age that dances that much is shady as shit. <laughs> 
I to this day I have no idea how and why uh why that was a big deal about him jacking off in his own hotel room. I mean, if you just imagine a girl that just like, all right, I'm getting naked and just to start to finger myself, she would never that would never be sexual harassment. I mean, it's like it's his fucking leave. I I, I don't understand. I think the big thing with that whole thing was that he threatened to uh destroy their career. I think and oh, then that did? becomes a power dynamic. I didn't get that part. And, and we move on from that, but it's just like you know, and here's the also thing. I mean, look at the whole thing with um, well, who's the guy from uh, uh at midnight, Chris um, Chris, Hardwick. Chris Hardwick, dude. I, I dude, I've met that guy like 15 times in my life, and every time we've hung out, the biggest gentleman you'll ever meet. Guy did a show where he gave more people their first credit than any other show I've ever seen in my life. And dude, when he got taken down, not one of those motherfuckers stuck up for him. And that dude, there's videos of her. Uh, the girlfriend in that qu qu uh, said all this shit about Chris. That uh, videos of her on YouTube talk about what a great boyfriend he is. And then it turns out she has a movie coming out, and these dumb bitches don't know the difference between fame and infamy. And infamy, you end up doing donkey shows in Tijuana because that's the only place that will hire you after fucking being a scumbag that you are. But going back to the cult thing, like this is what they are. These are these guys had the backdoor stuff and they manipulate it. It's like I was talking to my friend yesterday. It's like there's a reason ass kissers do really well. Yeah. And when everybody else sees it and the person getting their ass kissed doesn't, it's because at their core, just like everybody else, they're insecure. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So when you get this, I mean, you're a little different because you wanted to join the cult. That's just a, yeah. that's a weird Siddhartha thing where you're just going around trying to find enlightenment in dick down cults. That's a little weird. But, you know, <laughs> most of these young ladies... They get manipulated that these guys become the these guys become the father that they always wanted, mm -hmm. who's always telling them, you know, what they want to hear, that they're beautiful, that they're part of big thing, that they're gonna be his girl and all that stuff. And then what do they want to do? They want to please him sexually. And then before you know it, this guy's turning them out to everybody. And it's like a power dynamic thing. Yeah. And then they're giving up their money. I mean, so you weren't used in any kind of crazy sexual way where they're like, hey, uh, go party with this guy or anything like that? Or was your sister ever like that? No, uh, no. But uh, I was sort of uh, an example of somebody with, uh, you know, musical talent that decided to, you know, give up ambition, which was very much what you wanted to do. Like if, you know, you were a good disciple if you did not have any ambition. And if you just, you know, wanted to serve the master and be fucking disappear your ego so i mean i was i was sort of made the good you know example you know he'd be like oh you know uh tara could have been on american idol but here she is and i'd be like yeah man i'm a fucking i'm a legend <laughs> or like you know uh by the way i almost did get on american idol but then in the second round they asked me why i wanted to get on and i said because i wanted to find out if simon cowell was gay and that was where uh, <laughs> my journey ended uh, but you're not going to hollywood but i do remember fun shit like one time we had to break into a house me and this guy you know according uh, to is this a cult activity cult activity and i was like fuck yeah i'm in like i'm alias fuck yeah and i uh, you know we, we we snuck in and we had to like go into a closet and like take a whole bunch of pictures of polaroids i don't know what the fuck we were there you for. you had to take pictures of pictures pictures of pictures uh we had to like see what the fuck it, this person had i don't know why but i was so down it was so hot i just i loved 
breaking the law uh, in the name of, you know, the master. Um, yeah. We just look for danger in our life. That's <laughs> what you were. You were looking for danger. Yeah, I was it's chasing like, that high. Yeah, when girls date bad boys, they think it's like, oh, this is dangerous. Yeah. He's going to get me. We're going to live a dangerous life. Yeah. I mean, like, sometimes when I would, I mean, like recently, not not too far, not too long ago, I would, I would invite guys directly to my place. Um, and not knowing, like, uh, uh, am I going to live? Are they going to kill me? Are they going to shoot me? Same, you know, same when you. And that was uh, that's hot to you. Like, say, yeah. I might die. Yeah, like same when you know, like, I fuck a guy without a condom for the first time. It's like, will I get AIDS? Like, will I live? Like, are we di- <laughs> like, are we going to die together? Like, it's kind of <laughs> exciting, you know. Yeah, man, I get that. Might I get AIDS rush? I get that from you. That <laughs> I could get AIDS. Um, so we look as we look at uh, cults, Jay, like. They tend to be around. Are they? I found that Nexium. Maybe I'm wrong, but Nexium was very unusual because it was in Albany. Now I know Albany is the capital of um, New York State, but it's very far from New York City. A lot of these cults we're seeing, they I, I think they tend to be in epicenters, right? Like, like you know, you had a lot of base in L.A. You've had. Uh, I mean, Utah is an epicenter for Mormonism, and then you see these 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 branches off. I mean, Scientology out of Los Angeles, you know, and then they, these epicenters where people tend to go and get lost and need to be uh, shared. Is 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 there any like kind of statistics on like where cults like to begin? What what areas they tend to want to start up in? Oh, man, I would say California itself is a giant military industrial complex Navy state that is a giant hotbed petri dish for the growing of cults. You can go back 100 years and a lot of the experimental communities that were set up in L.A. or excuse me, in in California, generally speaking, the New Thought movement. California just became a giant hotbed of experiments. I know my dad was in the Navy. I was he was stationed in San Diego. I lived out. I grew up in San Diego. So. Um, I can speak with some experience about this, that, you know, being out in L.A. many times the last few years researching for my book. I mean, there's nothing but cults on every corner, every street. And even as you drive up Big Sur, you've got Esalen up there, the big Esalen Institute, which is a mind control MKUltra cult. I mean, it's nothing but that. So that's, a, I think, a, the easiest example to give of there are certain places that are epicenters. And then sometimes if there's legal trouble for the cult, they'll have to flee to somewhere else. Like she was just mentioning with her cult leader having to go to other places. We see that with OSHA. We see that with Father Yod. He ended up in in Hawaii. Uh, the Heaven's Gate cult, they had to move around. Uh, like you said, Mormons, they had to go from Illinois all the way to to Utah. So and that's to, oftentimes because of legalities. Oh, they love being Mexico. They're in Mexico right now. The Mormons, you know that that the Mormons they got killed yeah. not too long ago? They, were, they have ties, the, the sex Mormons, leader yeah. from the Nexium came from right. that community. Well, do you also see that the, the little girl that is constantly pictured with Trump, uh, with Obama and all these high-end politicians, they they say that I think she might be one of the people who was killed later on. They show a picture of her much older now, and it looks like it's the same people. But, you know, it's like they didn't move. Dude, Mormons didn't move to Utah, they moved to Mexico, and then Utah formed around them. Yeah, they have they have like a three thousand three thousand people community in Mexico, which is a, and they're all they're all, they have like a dual citizenship, so they're allowed to be there. They're like Mexican American now, and they go in and out, 
And I'm not saying there's kids coming in and out of there, but... Do you ever perform in Mexico? I've never done stand-up there. I've been asked to go down to Mexico City, but it seems shady as shit right now. Yeah, I'm scared to go. Yeah, you might not come back. But we should all go together, maybe. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, well, have you ever locked done and loaded? Uh, I, I really want to go. I have a shit ton of fans in Mexico. I don't know why they fucking love me there. Uh, they love my music. Uh, but I'm scared that I'm going to get raped by myself if I go. But it, we should all go, and then y'all could rape me, and that would be... That would be no. Hey, no. ma'am. Hey, ma'am. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I really do want to go. I hear Tokyo the cunt punch, everybody. I love it. I, I love it. I hear the dancing's off the chain in Mexico City. It's all Mexico. This, they're wonderful. Because all those taxi drivers just are just waiting to dance. Like, all day, they're just waiting to fucking dance, and then they just get down. But, uh, yeah, I just have a random question for you, Sam. Uh, have you ever done DMT? Yeah, I have. Oh, yeah. Did you? So, when you do it, do you hear, uh, do you get that sound where, like, you hear, like, that the aliens are sort of controlling everything? Did you get have that No, the, uh, when I did DMT, I, I looked up, I saw what I thought was a dome. Interesting. You see like these weird like kind of triangles and it's they all fit together. It's kind of weird, man. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I did it by accident for three months in a row because I left <laughs> some in my vaporizer. You want to hear something crazy? I know a guy who said that he's someone laced his meth with DMT. Oh, shit. So he smoked meth no, he actually shot it, and it was laced with DMT, and he goes, dude, that was the worst trip I've ever had, man. Wow. But going back to the cults real quick, <laughs> yeah. like Los Angeles has a lot of cult, occult energy here. Like, you know, you have Jack Parsons, you know, and, the, you know, yeah. that whole group. Uh, the you comedy know. store. Dude. <laughs> Super culty. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you gotta watch yourself. You start saying that stuff, we'll never hear the end of it. This, <laughs> these people investigate and they just find shit. But you know, you have Jack Parsons. You have uh, you know Scientology here. There's a lot of dark arts, occult, black magic in this area, right? I mean, that could lead to. I mean, and plus, on top of that, who moves here? They're so vulnerable. They're looking to connect with somebody, which leads to like. Basically being used and abused and turned out. Would you? I mean, what have you learned about L.A. and the occult, Jay? I mean, I think that a lot of the directors have even been making movies about that. I think that David Lynch's movies actually portray that in film. I mean, we know Eyes Wide Shut and Kubrick have talked about. You know, that that was the, that's what Eyes Wide Shut's about. I think even The Shining kind of hints at that because Danny is abused. And I did my analysis. With, I did my TV show with Jay Widener, who who does a bunch of Kubrick stuff. And we kind of disagreed on that because he thought, oh, this is talking about the moon landing and that kind of stuff. But I came to the conclusion that it's the elite pedophile networks, not just in Eyes Wide Shut, but also in The Shining, because he, he's abused, and that hotel is the the site that the elite were doing this abuse. It comes up in the film even, right? And if you saw Dr. Sleep, spoiler alert, that's what it's about. Um, it's very explicit in the movie. I mean, it's like pedo, satanic sacrifice cult. I want to get Dr. into that, Sleep. too, real quick. Johnny, do you have something to say? I was just about to bring up Dr. Sleep. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the yeah. plot of the film, the entire plot. Yeah, well, exactly. you know, exactly. I, I, we also see that, you know, cults are also used as a front for uh, sex trafficking and in particular child sex trafficking. And what we see is that they, because what they learn is that they have vulnerable women. And, you know, back when I was young, I had a friend of mine named Lauren Jackson. I called her my pussy broker. Okay. <laughs> and basically her job was to walk up to women and basically sign off on me. 
She's like, uh, you know, she basically gave my dick credit report to them. You know, <laughs> like, oh, this is a good guy. He does this, this, and this. He's good people, blah, blah, blah. And it would make it easier for me to get laid. Well, we see that a lot with these cults now in terms of G Giselle Maxwell, right? I mean, like her and all these like super attractive young ladies that work for Epstein, women trust other women. I don't know why, but they do. It's because we're afraid of them. You're afraid of other women? What are you more bit. afraid of? No, I mean, other I women or other men? Uh, women scare me more. Uh, it's like, what the fuck is going on be behind those smiling eyes sometimes? But, uh, but you know, it's weird because I used to feel like, you know, when I first got out of the cult, I was like, oh my God, I was just in a cult my whole life. I grew up in this cult. And it was like, nobody fucking gave a fuck. So after a couple of years, <laughs> after, after a couple of years, I was like, who fucking cares? Like this, everybody's, it's not, it's not that special. Every, every girl's pretty much almost been in a cult. It's, it's really not that special. I'm guessing like probably 20, 30% of all girls have probably been in a cult, but it's like now everybody wants to talk about it and it's so weird to me because it's like oh yeah i was in a cult but it's like it's really not that special anymore women love to say like the big thing in la every woman wants to talk about how they've been kidnapped and really it's just them going on some weird coke run right <laughs> and it basically they escape when the coke runs out they're like and then they went to get more coke and that's how i escaped you're like okay you didn't get kidnapped you went on a fucking crazy ass coke party run but uh yeah, we see that. Like they use they use women, they manipulate women. You get a couple women. You know, the Brofmans have been like involved in this stuff. And I think that they were manipulated. You know, I had a friend of mine from high school move out here, and she was a slick talker. And she would try to she was explaining to us what we now understand is basically social media, social uh, uh, promotions over the internet. You know, was, this is way before YouTube became what YouTube is today. And, uh, you know, she was, uh, she was just, but she would talk in a way that you could never really tell what she was saying. And to me, I, I, I think that's what these cult leaders do is they talk in such like, like what sounds like real intelligence, but it's really gibberish. And they tell them about this divine, this divine thing that. And let's face it, man. Women are susceptible to spirituality. You, you know, women want to believe in this higher connection. Like it's like you want to try this out. Take your girlfriend in L.A. and go to a psychic reading and watch this gypsy <laughs> tell you the guy get the fuck out. Uh, you can't be here because you're gonna call bullshit in what what she's about to tell your girl and you're because women want hope women want to believe that's what makes them beautiful men are more you know like okay what is the results of this that is like i always say women run the women make the rules of society okay that's why you know what's political correctness is it's like be nice everybody be nice to each other <laughs> whereas men run business and businesses get the results or you're fucking out and what we see with political correctness and social justice warriors, this attempt to push society's rules and norms into business and the businesses that fall for that crash and burn, you know, like Viacom, right? Viacom did all the social justice warrior bullshit and now nobody watches anything on Viacom. And now Netflix has Viacom flu. Because everybody from Viacom that ran that into ran over to Netflix. 
And even though they don't have the same rules, they're doing the same shit over there. It's like a meme I saw. It's like, Bob lives in L.A. Bob hates L.A. Bob moves to Texas. Bob votes the same way Bob voted in L.A. And now Bob has turned Texas into Los Angeles. It's the same thing. It's like, it's called a geographic. It's like Vice. Vice does the same thing. Vice was super cool. And then they started becoming very, very... Very lefty, and then everyone just dropped well, them. Well, but they got bought out. It's the same thing with The Onion. And I remember when The Onion got bought out, people yeah. freaked out. They're like, oh, no, they're going to, like, because it was right around the election, and they didn't want The Onion to just annihilate Hillary <laughs> Clinton. But we see that a lot. We see that, like, women are susceptible to hope. Okay, and that's the- totally true. I'm sorry. Who- go on, Jay. Sorry. Go on, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I don't know what I was. Go on, say. Tokyo. Oh, uh, I, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, hope is weird because I do have it no matter what, and I have it even though I've like licked the nastiest, hairiest <laughs> old balls you've ever imagined. Good for but, you. You know, uh, you know, a lot of smells that I've had to go through. Uh, but you know, I, I spit on it and it, it's okay. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like honestly, I, I remember even I went to Thailand and you know we were in the uh, the Pat Pong district and I remember there was this chick I was with and I was marveling at the girls because you know they're dancing there and but they look completely fucking gone. They're empty, you know. And I said well, to her, I was like, they don't. I was so dumb. I, I was like, they don't look like they're enjoying themselves. And she was like, they're fucking not. They have to be there. They're totally self, uh, you know. Uh, sex sex traffic. traffic but you know and and here's 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 the other thing it's like okay being being a hooker uh you know selling pussy it's it's the fucking oldest profession in the book right, right. okay it's capitalism exactly so you know and and part of me you know god forbid my my poor parents who are my children at this point uh you know ever find out about this shit well they like- do listen to the show i feel like i would have to be like dad i'm sorry i'm really old-fashioned you know what i'm saying like <laughs> I really old fashioned all the way back, but you know, uh, it's you know everybody talks about sex tra- sex trafficking, you know, and how it's you know the biggest industry, and it it's just like LA's so expensive. How does anybody you know? I, I don't mean, just even to be a comedian, it's so expensive. Like half of this, my pussy's paying for my you know comedy career right now. Hey Matt, well you know <laughs> yeah. what? I appreciate your honesty, and at the end of the day, I honestly. I, I I just think uh, drugs and prostitution are poor people crimes, and that they use these they they use those to lock up poor people because we do see high end escorting that is very rich girls doing that. That's like high end women who are just like they want to make a dollar selling ass to guys, and we lock up street walkers because those tend to be. Poor girls. Drug dealing, dude, is the same thing. We lock up the guys that's on the corner selling drugs. Why, you know, Big Pharmaceuticals sells everything and they have their drug house on the corner. It's called CVS and Rite Aid and all that stuff. So those are poor people crimes. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, Jay kind of talked about it a little earlier and I wish I would have, you know, jumped on. But, you know, the demonization of sex. Because I know that the stuff you're saying on the show, you're going to hear some comments on it. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, it's just stupid because you're just being you, okay? And I think that's what you should be. But there's going to be people who are going to go off on it because for some reason there's this religious thing that has demonized sex over years. And it goes back to what Jay's talking about. It was just simply used to blackmail people. Like they're saying right now, it's harder and harder to blackmail people over 
gay sex because it's so much more socially acceptable. But that was a big thing. J. Edgar Hoover liked to dress up like a woman, and there was this whole thing that he was getting blackmailed, why he was blackmailing other people. Now that they can't do that, now they go to underage shit, pedal stuff. So it's gay since gay isn't a thing you can bash anybody for. They're yeah. using harder shit. Yeah, well, is, they sh- well, they should use pedophilia, obviously. No, definitely, but it's not, it used to just being called gay, and then you were out, out of the election. That's yep. it. Yeah, I mean, like, that was the whole thing. And it's kind of, uh, it's super duper tragic. I mean, they, you know, if you look at these cults, you look at Nexium, I'm sure you could talk about this, Jay, in your research on Nexium, about they had to send all these naked pictures of themselves to Keith Raniere. For what purpose? Well, obviously for him to, to sexually gratify himself, but also so he could use that to blackmail them if they wanted to leave. What what is your whole opinion on that, Jay? Yeah, you you made two points. I was thinking about back when you were talking about um, the way that it's marketed a lot to women and the idea of like raising your consciousness and these really vague kind of amorphous terms. We don't really know what we're talking about, but it sounds and it feels really good. And and that's by design too because. That's part of the reason why they like the Far Eastern philosophies. Now, I'm not knocking every aspect of Far Eastern philosophy, but a lot of the times the idea of meditating and turning off your reasoning faculties, that's very useful to a cult leader, obviously. The cult leader doesn't want you using basic logic to point out his stupid contradictions and nonsense claims and fallacies. Well, yesterday you said one thing, and I said another thing. That's a contradiction. Well, you can't recognize that unless you know basic logic. So. If you're a cult leader, it's very useful to turn off the rational faculties and just go with what you feel because it's very easy to be misled by our feelings. And absolutely. So sex, again, basic human desires, food, sex, wanting to be uh, uh, you know, emotionally desired and loved. That's why they do these manipulative tactics. Like you said, it's the it's most ancient practice. She said like uh, – sec- Prostitution is the oldest profession. The second oldest profession is spying. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see why sex crimes and blackmail go hand in hand is because it's it's gone on since the beginning of human human history. I was trying to think about this yesterday. Like, I'm like, yeah, okay, they demonize sex so they could blackmail you. But way back in the day, how did they blackmail you? Did they just have someone run in with a drawing? They're like, that's you. That's the dog. If you don't do what I say, this is going to be all over the market. Like, yeah. how did they? Because I think back then, it's almost like you were saying, rumor. It was If it was just put out that there was yeah. a rumor that you were gay, you were done. Well, I mean, there's also a time where it was more acceptable. And then, of course, you know, these religious books are inserted to each of these religions in which uh, they demonize certain things that most likely the guys who are writing it were doing. Just like kind of like we see right now in American politics where like the most anti-gay guy loves trucker dick, right? (laughs) I mean, like that's just the way it is, man. Uh, And these cults are no different. And then the whole key is like... You know, for the longest time, Jay, uh, I don't know if you saw these uh, Alicia or Eliasa or whatever these these YouTube videos were on YouTube that were like we talked about earlier, but it was like uh, other shows about how they were somewhat like like corporate kitty porn. And uh, it wouldn't be straight up kitty porn, but it would be up to the limit. And. Uh, they weren't taking these videos down ever. They weren't taking yeah, yeah. These, the, no matter what right, happened. They weren't taking these videos down. And then uh, you know, I realized it was because they were tracking the commenters, oh, who was shit. commenting. 
and they would follow you and they realize you had a propensity for young kids, then they start, that's how they blackmail you. They find out you're into this shit, they put you in this position, and then they take all the pictures, and then now you're you're in a position of power. Yeah, I posted a joke about uh, uh, selling pussy to an 11-year-old, which, of course, got removed from Instagram immediately. And then I had some uh, some some kids e- uh, DMing me, like, hey, what's up? I'm 11. I'm like, oh, my fucking God, <laughs> oh, dude. God. What the fuck? Yo. Crazy. <laughs> Don't fool around with kids. It's back. Go on, Jay. Have you heard of the Dr. Day tapes? This is pretty wild. No, what is that? So back in the late 60s, there was a Rockefeller medical convention. And this actually pertains to everything that we've been talking about. And what they did was they got together all the top doctors, the elite of the medical profession. And they had this fairly secret conference. And one of the guys who was there went and kind of leaked some of this stuff to the mainstream media. And it's been out there for many years. But a lot of people were dubious about it because nobody could really confirm if this guy's claims were true. But now... About 30, 40, 50 years later, we can confirm it was true because everything that's talked about in the Dr. Date tapes has basically come to fruition. And so what it talks about is pressure from above and pressure from below. So like when you were talking about drugs being sold to poor people, that's actually mentioned. And they also say at the same time as we we put pressure on the poor to sell drugs, we're also going to have these programs that are government programs instituted to where we will – Uh, have like the D.A.R.E. program and this kind of stuff is mentioned and brought up. So we're going to put pressure on the bottom of society as well as from the top of society. So we'll promote drugs and we'll also have a war on drugs at the same time as a strategy of societal tension and breakdown. And it's the exact same thing with sexuality. They said we would we would promote a lot of rigorous abstinence uh, ideology at the same time as we promoted like total libertarian freedom in terms of sexuality and what this does is it causes just a total friction in society as a whole so if you haven't seen or listened to the lectures on the dr day tapes they'll blow your mind because it talks about everything that we see today 30 40 years ago if you take a look at uh if you read uh, behold the pale horse he talks about uh how the dark arts the deep state whatever you want to refer to the powers that be the masters of mankind will uh push the gay lifestyle They'll push a gay lifestyle while at the same time basically putting AIDS out there. So they're pushing yeah. everybody into being gay, and then they're just destroying the gay community with AIDS. So they want everybody to be gay so it lowers the uh, population, and then they're going to try to kill them off with HIV. That was a big thing. So it's both sides of it. I mean, like the Clintons themselves are just a great example of that. The uh, All the coke coming through uh, Arkansas, you know, uh, that's where they that's where they got most of your crack cocaine coke. Everybody's looking at Florida, you know, outside of uh, Jay's house, right? They think that's where all the coke is, and it's really coming through Arkansas. And no one's paying attention to it, and why? And then, so we think that George Bush and Bill Clinton are our enemies. They're really good friends. They get. Bill Clinton, who passes a crime bill that makes crack cocaine like almost like a death sentence, Bill Clinton. So he's shipping the coke in and he's demonizing the coke. They're doing that now with all this trap music. It talks about I sell drugs, I do that. And then the homie gets arrested and they're like, free the homie. You were just telling him to sell drugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it's a the big same thing. thing. Yeah. And when, let me ask you, what state does Bill Clinton come from? Well, he comes from David Rockefeller's state, Arkansas. And I met with Bill and Hillary many years ago <laughs> and I decided they would make good candidates yeah. for the presidency. Yep. Yeah, they saw, well, she was, 
she her father was uh, head of the Chicago mob. And then the, I forget what connection Bill Clinton has. I think he's a Rockefeller or, I mean, the Bushes are Rothschild. Well, he was the governor and the, the the state of Arkansas, that's where the Rockefellers are headquartered. That's their, that's their state. Oh my um, and that's God. why that, by the way, that's why that's the old mob place. Like if you, if you're part of the Chicago mafia or any of the mafias, you actually go to hot springs, Arkansas to go to the baths. That's where all the mobsters would meet and have their conversations. You know, so interesting. So uh, Arkansas is like, what, ranked 50th in everything? Where's the other place that's doing pretty <laughs> shitty? Alabama. So we do a podcast. We do a live Tim Fall Hat comedy show in Huntsville, Alabama. After we get done, after 70 people came to see us, all right? 70. The worst turnout we've had all time. Sherry Shepard, they couldn't pack enough black people in there. They were just like crowbarring black people in there. We had nobody into our room. No, there were 70, man. We still went out there and rocked like a fucking bunch of rock gods, but it's like nobody's there. The sound guy comes up to me and goes, dude, they set you up for failure, bro. You got set up for failure because this is the home of the new world order. This is where the real NASA shit goes down. Everyone thinks it's Houston. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's really Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, 100%. Yep. That's where Von Braun went when yep. he first came to the United States. He was there, and there was this running thing in Huntsville that you couldn't talk about him being a Nazi because everyone had convinced themselves he just did it because they made him do it. It wasn't really what we was into. Yeah. You know, so you have that there, uh, <coughs> NASA, yeah. the new world. It's all out of I forget who else is in Huntsville. There's another uh, headquarters out of Huntsville too. Yeah. But again, nobody's looking at Alabama. No, I, I my my John is actually a NASA dude, and he goes there all the time. And he wanted me to go with with him, but I've actually met people from there that that you know tell me horrible horrible stories about people just killing each other there. And I'm afraid to go there because of my mouth. And I just you know I feel like I I'd, I'd, I'd get fucking beat up or, or something. I, I mean bad shit goes there. I'm surprised you you went there because you're very you know outspoken. And I would imagine like somebody might come in with a gun or. Some I didn't shit. even know Huntsville was a thing. Like they're like you're going to Huntsville. I mean, like, hey, dude, I Al like everybody. I mean, I would do shows in Tennessee, and people would drive out from Alabama. They're like, dude, we're here to see you. I'm like, how far did you drive? Like seven hours. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to Alabama, and it's just yeah. like nobody showed up because everybody's t taking checks off this new world order shit. So they don't want to hear about how they're part of some shady shit. Or NASA's or bullshit. flat Earth. You don't want to hear flat Earth if there's yeah. NASA down You're the street. Bring Eddie <laughs> yeah. to the home of flat Earth. <laughs> Get out of what here. are we dumb? Answer is yes. We are dumb. We're very. No, this is like so. A lot of people don't know about the Dixie Mafia, and if you if you know about the Dixie Mafia, this goes back to people that would be Clinton connected from a long time ago. And and like I said, if you if you know about the history of Arkansas, Hot Springs is the real meeting place for the Mafia Dons. That's where Al Capone. That's where uh, the Kennedy Senior. They they were actually running uh, alcohol during Prohibition out of out of Hot Springs because it was such a mafia hotspot. But everybody knows about, oh, there's Las Vegas, and no, no, it's actually where they would hang out and meet was Hot Springs. And that's why, like in my second book, I did a whole chapter just on Hollywood and the, the mafia connections, all the different mafias, Italian mafia, all of them. You know, when people say Trump's uh, a mobster, I go, 
You know, that to me is kind of a cool thing. I mean, like... Everybody <laughs> above a certain level is a mobster. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know what, dude? I liked when music, Vegas, Hollywood was ran by the mob. I mean, I'm not saying the mob is great. I mean, but why did we enjoy The Sopranos? Because there was something, like, as shady as that guy was, there was a little bit of honor of him trying to keep this family together and, and try to run this organization. And what, is the, what does the Italian mob do? They keep their neighborhood clean and stuff like yeah. that. I'm not saying that the mob is right or anything like that, but well, you got a big mob that's above all the that that's now trying to push out all the other mobs. That's been going on in the history of, of mafia stuff. You got one big sort of Illuminati deep state mob pushing everybody else out. Well, you have like I'm like we've said here before. It's like I think what's going on in Washington D.C. right now is like crime bosses versus satanic pedophiles, and exactly. the, the satanic pedophiles that have been in office since. Kennedy was assassinated. When you say satanic, what do you mean? I mean like uh, Black Cube of Saturn, not like, you know, hell, the devil, the shout at the devil. I mean, like, I'm talking like dark arts, like child sex sacrifice shit. Okay. I'm not talking about Ozzy Osbourne singing a song about, you know, Howl at the Moon or shit like that. I'm talking about real dark arts. Like, you know, it's like kill adrenochrome bullshit. And all that stuff that comes along with Saturn worshiping. Not not like Luciferian shit. And here we go. I'm going to get pounded on in the comments. But it's like, I'm sorry. They took the, all the characteristics of Saturn worship and put it onto this thing called Satanism. So you looked, oh, look at the Satan. And it's over here that you got these black cube people who don't do anything in public. You just, they just love to put their cubes down everywhere. Yes. And you're like, whoa, dude, that's a black cube. That's a black cube. That Those are like dark art shit, man. Yeah. Did you see that the Vatican approved both the blessing of the human sacrifice Pachamama idol and they approved the placement of the Moloch statue in Rome, which has the all-seeing eye on it? Dude, and like Moloch is what you make child sacrifices to. Why yeah, is exactly. Rome? I feel like Rome is like, I think we're in. Listen, dude, I get it. A lot of people like don't believe. In, like I, I was at the comedy store last night. And I was sitting there and, uh, you know, I bring up that I just love watching Trump Jr. just go light up the view. And I'm like, I'm not saying Trump is a great guy. You know, Trump Jr. is this wonderful person or, you know, I give it up for him sticking up for his dad. But, you know, it's like the view has been complicit, just like Chelsea Handler and all these uh, the fucking girls from the show Girls and Judd Apatow and all these people pushing this narrative of bullshit uh, political correct social justice warrior shit. And as we find out, as we go back, they pulled all the shit they're trying to fucking take everybody down for. And so when George, when when Trump Jr. goes on there and says to, uh, what's her name? Uh, who's the lady did blackface? Joy Behar, Whoopi Goldberg. Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg. You did blackface and you said Sex with a 13-year-old isn't rape. And they're like, oh, 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 like I love that. Burn it all fucking down. But at the highest levels of this, uh, uh, behind all this uh, dark arts. And, you know, if you're following Larry Johnson, the football former football player, he's calling out, like, how much cult, occult bullshit is in pro sports. 
And you like start seeing like how there's these guys who like very early on they realize, oh, this kid's got like real skills. And I think they get into them. And like look at everything. Yeah. Like like look at everything that LeBron James has done. It's been nothing but social justice warrior, lefty pushing. Why he comes out, we find out. Like he said that they painted the M-word on his fucking house. It wasn't real. So this is a different cult. We have this spirit cooking lady. We see everybody's meeting with this chick who's doing spirit cooking. One episode of uh, Saturday Night Live had The Rock doing a sketch about uh, a pedophile robot. Okay, they're like, hey, you have to make the most evil invention. And he's like, I made a robot that can molest children at a hundred times faster pace than everyone else. Oh my God. They're like, that is so not. And it was like, it was funny for (sighs) what it represented. But then they had Katy Perry on and she was doing, uh, she basically had spirit cooking on her, one of her live songs. I'm like, this is the most occult episode of Saturday Night Live I've ever seen in my life. What's spirit cooking? Sorry, I don't, I don't know what that is. Oh, Jay, Jay, what do you think? Well, how would you describe spirit cooking? Well, so some of the top black magic uh, Crowley type proponents would describe that as a, a way to utilize certain fluids, bodily fluids that have oh, believed shit. to have ritual power, and then okay. you kind of mix them together at a certain time at a certain setting, and that it ritually charges them. So it's kind of viewed like a gotcha. dark version of a sacrament. Like if you think about the Catholic Church or, or you know, body and blood of Christ, like a dark version of that okay. with with uh, these kind of menstrual fluids and things like that at times. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure. Blood, semen, and all yeah. that stuff, and they all do. You see, Lady Gaga. You see, like Madonna's been Wait, did there. Did you see those guys the other day? They were making human blood sausage. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I dude, they Disgusting. do little things. Like, was it? What was the movie you're telling me about, Johnny? About how they try to put stuff out in pop culture to basically get us to get used to it as it slowly happens. And yeah, I don't, there, I, there's so many. I, it could be anything. I thought there was a movie. Well, that I just, I just came saw Doctor Sleep that has one of the most violent and disturbing yeah. child sacrifice scenes I've ever seen in uh, a film. But, but I'm not uh, sure. I, I, it may well be that Stephen King is trying to reveal that stuff. I don't know because it was in his book. What? Do, hey, you, did well, you I see think Dr. Stephen Sleep? King is compromised as a motherfucker. Did oh, well, that, that's what I like to know. What did you see, Doctor Sleep? Uh, Jay. Jay. Or yeah, I, yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Well, it, it I'm wondering, what, what, what's your thought about it, though? Do you think it's coming, for, is, is it sort of uh, like an insidious thing, or the film, or is it, uh, are they actually trying to promote that kind of lifestyle, would you say? Well, I tend to think that Kubrick, in his version, he was, in, in many of his key movies, he was showing how the elite do this kind of mind control, I this agree kind with of that, human yeah. trafficking stuff. What would you but say I, about I, But in this though? film, this is supposed to be the real vision that, you know, Stephen King wanted, I guess, with his story. So it still vindicates that, but no, I think it's pretty dark stuff. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that it it's trying to expose it because it's it's essentially, I mean, it has a, the, the, obviously the good guys win the movie, but uh, I don't think that. Yeah, I'm, I'm dubious about Stephen King. I think that dude's pretty creeper. Did you see Midsommar? No. Yeah, I did a, a oh. big analysis of that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what is that about? Up, fucked up shit. Uh, it's like cult type shit. Uh, it was it, it hit it hit close to home. Like I I kind of cried afterwards. Uh, it was yeah real fucked up. You would love it. Maybe maybe not. I don't uh, know. I'm a weirdo for sure. For yeah, sure. It's for upsetting. sure. 
So uh, as we come to an end here, what made you leave? Was it that everybody got old and they weren't bangable anymore? Or were you just like, I got to get on with my life? Well, so I was trying to get this thing called the knowing, which would, um, if the master thought you were ready, he would sit you down and, and he would open up your third eye. Basically what happens when you do LSD, DMT, that type of stuff. Shrooms, I guess. Um, but I never, it ne I never got it. And I just kind of slowly realized that. I was never going to get it. I was never going to, you know, sort of transcend this this reality, this plane. So uh, I just said, "Fuck it! I'm gonna I'm gonna go, you know, try to be, uh, you know, a superstar, a music person, or whatever." So I left, and um, and yeah, and then like a year later is when I found out that he was like having sex with all the dudes. So yeah, I just got bored as fuck. You know what I mean? Eight years of that shit. He was That's charming, gotta be but. Weird. Yeah, he was he was really charming and funny, but uh, but yeah, it, it got real old. Did a lot of people leave, and when they left, was there a problem? There wasn't a. I mean, it was definitely frowned upon, but he was cool with me. Um, but you know, I haven't I haven't been to see him in a long time. If you showed up, would he be like cunt punch? <laughs> uh, if I showed up, he'd be like you know, he'd probably be really sweet, and I'd probably be like overwhelmed with love, like a retard, and I'd okay. probably like you know, I'd probably be like I'm home. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're out of the cult. Uh, tell them where they can find all of your info. Um, you can find me at I am Hung Young H U N G Y U N G on Instagram and Twitter, um, and at HungYoungTerrorist.com. Thank you so much, Sam. You're such a fucking legend. I first heard about you on the Guys We Fucked podcast, and it was like <laughs> Sam Tripoli, Sam Tripoli, and then and then I met you. And uh, anyways, everybody loves you. That podcast. Thank you for those kind words. It means a lot. Uh, that podcast is what I always say is an example about how the name of your podcast is almost as important as what the podcast base the podcast. It's like Guys We Fucked, uh, my favorite murder. Tiger Belly. Call me daddy. There's this one. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, funny. like, dude, I mean, people gave me so much shit for tinfoil hat at first. <laughs> They're like, nobody's going to do this show. And I'm like, <laughs> now it's why people find the show. It's because you know exactly what it is. So, uh, Jay, can you get, tell everybody where they want to come to see you? And, uh, I, I know it's in the not distant future, but I hope when you are in town, you'll come back on. We'll talk some more of the occult in Hollywood because. I, I, and let me end with this before you tell us. Do you think anything's going to change? I think we're in a place uh, where within the conspiracy community where we're like, okay, you guys have all the info. Yeah. Uh, somebody should be doing a perp walk. And, and, uh, and I felt that with Obama. Like, okay, man, when change is coming, dude. We've been waiting. We, and we just kept seeing this kind of like hold off. But here I feel like, all the research has been done for Donald through the truth community. They're like, hey, dude, there's this, there's this, there's this. Nothing's happened. In your opinion, as much as I might not want to hear it, do you think anything will change? We're it's at the fork change. in the road. I would, I would say, yeah, we're at the fork in the road to where if Epstein and the entire world and the whole world of memes can't wake people up to it, I think that's the fork in the road. So we're, do you it think Epstein is dead? So. Do you think Epstein is dead? I could see it going either way. I don't think yeah. he killed himself. That's definitely not true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's obvious. That's obvious BS. Um, I could see him being getting, gotten out of the way, and I could also see him being spirited away to some island with a with a drink somewhere with a with a umbrella in it. <laughs> yeah, either but, somebody has him or Queen Elizabeth off him. I think it's above 
the Clintons' payroll. I think he was yeah. on their level that they couldn't just be like, kill him off. That he could buy off anybody about to kill him off. I think that it's like, and you know, when we hear this ABC story, she goes, hey, the palace, the palace yeah. killed it off. And when someone brought this up the other day to me, when they go, when they go, the palace, that to me says that has been discussed before and everybody knows who the palace is. Like that's the reference for Buckingham Palace. And that oh, maybe yeah. there's they have more say in everything going on than we ever knew or oh, yeah. wanted to admit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. I mean, I, I talk about that quite a bit, actually. And I do a series of lectures called my Globalism Books Talks. And all I do is go through the top writings of the elite of the last hundred years. So we've done 35 plus of those. So if you go to my YouTube channel or my website, you'll find that section about that. All those different books. So you, you can actually get it from the sources just in my talks and lectures. So if you subscribe to the site, you get the full archive talks and interviews. And then I do two books, Esoteric Hollywood 1 and 2. You can get the signed copies of that at the website where I go through all the weird, creepy stuff in Hollywood and in the movies. And then, like I said, I'll be at um, Dose Coffee Shop in St. Augustine, Florida this Saturday at 4 p.m. to do a book signing. So you guys can come out to that if you're in the Florida area. And thank you so much, uh, Sam. You guys have been killing it, loving what you're doing. Jay, you're welcome anytime, all the time. I'm glad you, you still come to the show. We haven't ran you off yet uh, with our cuckoo craziness. XG, thank you. Johnny, thank you. Uh, guys, can't wait to see you guys tonight at the Backstage Bar and Billiards. You guys are the best. Thank you for uh, supporting the show as we start to go down the end of 2019. Uh, we're trying to bang out some bangers for you. So you... Just so you know, we appreciate you. So uh, love yourself, love everyone around you, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Bye.